Welcome everyone to the OG pod. Today I have Scott Wharton, who I've known for about a year now in comedy. How you doing? And How you doing? Welcome Scott to the show. Um, so you're a comic here in Austin. Uh, tell us about yourself. How long have you done comedy? And what are you doing here in Austin that you're excited about? Oh, so I'm Scott Wharton from Virginia. Uh, for second of my name. <laughs> Do you have a senior or junior, a senior head and a junior below? I am. No, I don't have okay. any kids. No. Okay. I'm, I'm Bruce Scott Wharton the second. Bruce Scott Wharton. That's yes. pretty cool. Bruce. You yeah. never hear a lot of them except for the Wayne variety. Yeah. Or, Bruce is like a very strong name. Yeah. Bruce. Yeah. I don't use it's it. It's that shark in Finding Nemo. <laughs> That's what I've got <laughs> coming to mind. Is that what that reminds That's you of? That's the association. Yeah. Um, I've been doing comedy for like five years. It'll be five years in March. March 8th is my comedy anniversary. Five years. Hell yeah. Yeah. How many hours do you think you've logged on stage? Not enough. Well, never enough, right? Not enough. Not because each set is like know. three to five minutes, yeah. maybe 10 if you're like somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And it, and opportunities were pretty limited before I got out here as far as mics. Sometimes there was three a week. Sometimes there was four. Sorry, I missed uh, it. Where was that again? Oh, Ohio. Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Ohio. <laughs> Sorry to all the uh, Ohioans out there. That one hurt. I'm from Michigan. so You're you know, from Michigan? Yeah. I, I don't know what the relationship is. But Virginia. That's, that's a rivalry. Cool. I think it Michigan is a rivalry. Ohio, yeah. yeah, I think it is. Uh, at the state, football has a rivalry. <laughs> I think so. Um, but so you're from Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So that's East Coast. East Coast, right off I-95. Like um, an hour north of Richmond, an hour south of D.C. Nice. I know the area. Yeah. You do? How? Yeah, my sister's out there. What part? I have some family. Uh, outside of D.C., I think it's called uh, something, Church Falls, Chapel Hill. No, something Falls like that. Church. Falls Church. Boom. You know it. Yeah. 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 Northern area. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice up there. It is, yeah. yeah. And D.C. is like a really historic city, obviously. Yeah. A lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a small city, though. A very small city. Well, doesn't it have some special status, actually? It's like not a... Washington, D.C. is like not a state. It's not a city. It's like some in-between. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, they have a mayor, so they have their own independent police force, but they also have like Capitol Police. And, right, that's where the Capitol building is. And, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Are you political at all, or did you come to Austin to escape that? Not, not as much as I used to be. I mean, I still have views. If you really want to like get down the nitty gritty and talk about different topics, like well, I, just, I just feel like everyone out there is political, don't you think? Like, if you're in DC, you're it's like it's like being in San Francisco. You're gonna be in tech. A lot of the people that I grew up with, like my friends growing up, one of their fathers was like, you know, he worked for the Congressional Archives, and another one of my friends' fathers was like, high level security clearance, worked at the White House, and in technology in some form or fashion, I don't know exactly, you know, security clearance. Yeah. He was also like someone that they was, that was on call for secret service on like big events where they needed extra guys and stuff. That's um, cool. So a lot of the people that I grew up around, they're like work in government and, right. and for the government. But you'd be surprised be, because, because you live in that area, it's almost like you you don't want to be as involved in politics. Does that make exactly. sense? Yeah. It's because you're so surrounded by it that you don't want to immerse yourself in it. Like yes. uh, 
for the most part, people in like Northern Virginia, DC, Southern Maryland, they don't want to hear a lot of like political jokes when they go out at night because they work as some senator's fucking aide or something like that, or, or yeah. they work at the Pentagon. They're just like, they're sick of hearing it. They're there to cut loose and, and forget about politics. Their, yeah, their job. You know what I mean? Um, totally. In totally. politics. Yeah, exactly. So you came to Austin to escape all that. And, but you, how long were you doing comedy in Virginia? I moved out here. I have been doing comedy in Virginia for about four, four and a half years before I moved out here. Okay. I got here last July, July, 2021. I'm, I was the July. Wait, is that when I got here? I don't know. know. How long is that when you got here? I don't know. Ever since COVID time warped, I feel like time slowed down. Can't tell if that's good or bad. I feel like time slowed down during COVID, but for me recently this year has felt very like sped up and very really like, yeah yeah i feel like 2022 has been 2022 for 2022s really yeah like 22 years i'm excited so. for 2023 me too i'm excited for my new year's resolutions i'm feeling good about got? new year new yeah. me yeah, yeah. tell us about it tell us about it Tell, tell you about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to stop thinking? abusing cocaine for 2022. That's my big high. 2023. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no way I'm following you on that one. But they say what you do. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you. <laughs> I, I didn't say stop doing. I said stop abusing. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, maybe. Like, you can fuck I'll your wife over without abusing her. Month. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take a month off from abusing. <laughs> We're still going to do the drugs. We're just not going to abuse her. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. We're going to be responsible drink snort responsibly snort responsibly snort responsibly if there's any takeaway from do you think coke is like the nastiest drug like how what are your options you're like rubbing it in your gums <sighs> you're bumping it off of some guy's dirty key in a bathroom yeah you're, you know like the, yeah the nastiest the, drug. yes when it's communal like that it is very dirty when you're when locked you're, in okay, your bedroom you're house yeah <laughs> when, when you're out at the bar when you're out at fucking latchkey and you're Doing it off somebody's latchkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, After somebody's latchkey, totally. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, it's totally different. Uh, I had never yeah. really... The most communal cocaine experiences I've had have been in Austin. Most of the time, it's always been like a... You know, kind of hide in the bathroom and do a bump with somebody kind of thing or just do it by myself at home. You know, do with you the select people. Do you listen to any scientists or anything? Like any scientist, like like there's like you're not supposed to be doing drugs. Basically, I was gonna lead into oh Huberman, but really yeah you're not supposed you to do drugs. That's crazy. That's what they say. I never heard that. That's what they say. Well, I didn't. I was clean off coke for like first. two years until I moved here. Okay, here's one question I have with people that love coke: Why not just do Adderall? It's like a million times better than coke. because uh, I like to sleep. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean it does uh, well, disturb. Sleep all right. Well, sure. here's the thing with coke. It too is like. When you're drunk as piss, oh, that'll and you wake need you to up. like balance back out. Right, it's much easier to do a bump or two of coke to kind of like, you know, recalibrate the scales. As Adderall is more, it's more of a commitment. It's and it's like slower pace and longer right. lasting. The, the onset the nice thing, isn't actually. as fast. And the onset you know I mean? isn't as fast. Right. Yeah. But have you seen the movie <laughs> Flight with uh, what was that guy? Denzel Washington. No, but I know what you're talking about. Where he's yeah, like the pilot. He's just like hammered. He he rouses this line of coke. He's like, let's go. And he like lands this plane perfectly. Yeah. It's awesome. I was like, I believe it. I'm no, like, yeah, I believe it too. Yeah, yeah so hyper-focused off yeah. that giant rail of coke that you just... Yeah. But I, people I, probably I was, shouldn't do drugs. Don't do Adderall. It's not good. You know? Yeah. No. They say... More coke. I've heard that uh, how you spend your New Year's is how you're... 
how your year will go. Okay. And after I got off work last year on New Year's, I spent uh, the rest of it doing you know unsavory things uh-huh. involved with cocaine and. And All then the rest of, of my debauchery. year pretty much ended up to be oh, just lots of Has lots, this of, been, uh, lots uh, of cocaine escapades. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any that are worth sharing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to get anyone in trouble. But. Oh, I did cocaine off somebody's titty for the first time this year. That was fun. There you go. Just lots of sleepless nights, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Which which I'm not unaccustomed to. I've had plenty of those. Every other night, but, you're asleep. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was I was clean off coke for years until I moved out here. I hadn't smoked crack or fucking done coke and since like 2018 and 2019. How, how old were you when you did your first drug? The first time I did drugs was I smoked a joint with my friend Pete and his cousin. And I was like probably 13 or 14. It's a fun story. So yeah. Pete walks us down. He's like, you guys want to get high? You want to smoke a joint? And he walks us down the street to the woods. And um, keep in mind, his the guy, kid with the joint, his dad is a preacher. His cousin, who's my neighbor, his dad is like a deacon, right? My dad's a fucking house painter with a drug addiction. <laughs> so uh, we walk down the street. Well, they probably have their own. Sh- yeah. Anyway, go. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their demons and their vices. And yeah. Such. Especially preachers. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 They weren't priests. Preachers. Oh, okay. just, let's specify. Yeah. They weren't Catholic. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so we walk down the street, smoke a joint. And we come back up the street. And we're giggling and laughing. And, you know, I'm high. Whatever. <laughs> and we walk into the house and we're giggling and laughing. You know, haha, I'm high. And my dad goes, what's so funny? And we all like tighten up. Nothing. Nothing's funny. And uh, he goes, who's got the weed? Yeah. You can never smell it when you're the one smoking it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Who's got the weed? I want to get high. There you go. That's what my dad told us. Who's got the weed? I want to get high. That's a good dad. Either get me high (laughs) or I'm going to take you two next door and show your dads what goofballs looks like. So my first time getting high was my first time getting caught getting high and the day that I found out my dad gets high. All <laughs> was like, that a good day though? Or like, <laughs> did he want to steal your weed? <laughs> <laughs> well, God, it's, it's such a long saga between my father and myself and marijuana or just drugs in general. But well, it became this thing that was like, as a father, it's like he knew that that time was going to come, right? There was going to be a time where he caught me drinking or getting high, right? It was a 90% sure I feel like that that's a rite of passage. Right, yeah, you it's know, a little wait, bit of a rite of passage. Smoking weed with your dad, like, how bad is that? That can't be terrible. No, yeah. So, um, well, <laughs> um, it became, okay, I know you're going to get high. I'd rather you do it here under my supervision than be out at the park or whatever fucking off with your friends getting high because that's how juveniles get in trouble and get caught getting high and get in trouble for it. So it, it, it became this thing where I would get high with my dad. Um, but then it became this reward slash punishment system. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're doing good. I'll let you get high. Oh, you're doing bad. You're not allowed to get high. Right. And it became this fucking Jekyll and Hyde. You thing have to with like learn how to I. balance anything, especially anything that is like really engaging or interesting. You got to learn how to modulate it because right. you can't just always ramp up forever. There has to be periods where you come down and uh-huh. you know feel like the normal life or whatever. 
Right. Yeah. But yeah, it became this. Uh, and then, you know, as I graduated from smoking weed to also selling weed, um, it was like, okay, you can sell weed to me and my friends and you can sell weed here. Was he trying to take a cut? I'm sure he got his discounts. I don't remember my, my memory is all very hazy of that now, but there was lot yes, there was lots of like microman just weird fucking crazy people shit, man. Dealing with my the relationship between my father and I is the root and, of your comedy. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Is, is it what do you talk about on stage? Like what do you like to get into? Uh, I have jokes about a variety of things. My kind of tight 10 that I've been doing right now has to, it's the typical, you know, oh, I make fun of myself, self-deprecating, loosen you up, show you I don't take myself too seriously. And then I'll talk about, I've been talking about like women and relationships and then talking about my dog. And then just like, uh, I, I get into talking about my dad a little bit. I, do, I should try and go back. Uh, some of my favorite jokes and stories that you hear from people like Shane Gillis or or Tom Segura, Bill Burr, or, or, or Doug Stanley. Gabe Kerr. Who? He's a great storyteller. Gabe, Gabe Kerr, yeah. yeah. Gabriel Kerr is an excellent storyteller. Yeah, totally. um, a lot of those stories are true, and they come from their real past and their families and stuff. And I feel like I don't talk about stuff like that enough. I, 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 I hint at things in my jokes where it's like there's truth in there, and then I exaggerate it on it. It's hard not to be somebody else in comedy you know, cause like you don't especially know your voice or maybe you don't have this problem, but like, I find myself slipping into comedians, even in a podcast, you know, uh, sleeping in like another comedian's personality, like mm -hmm. somebody that you idolized you know, mm -hmm. as you were or younger. just influenced me or, or like, I know their jokes even or whatever. I mean, Hey, I, I've definitely had times where I've looked back at tape. I had a clip recently that I didn't post cause I had just a little like, it wasn't a, t it was just a certain th way that I carried myself in a moment that I was like, that's Tony Hinchcliffe. You, you, yeah, that, that was Tony Hinchcliffe and you watched him too much at work, yes. working his shows and that like seeped in here. And, and so, Dude, but, so it's also taking those tools and those things that you learn from those other people and then just learning how to adapt it into your own voice yeah. and pace and timing and, and things like that. Yeah. So how many times a week do you try to get on stage? That's the ultimate question. That's like saying, show me your cards. <laughs> yeah. So I'm no, I'm not, I, I'm not, I mean, ideally I like to get up every night. I like to get paid to get up every night, but, well, but it's yeah. not happening right now. Yeah. This week I've only done one, one show. I don't, I, I haven't been going do you do, out and struggling. Do you do mics the, or anything? Or do you feel like you have a, your material that you know and you're Sometimes I on? do mics, man, but a lot of the time it's just fucking such a struggle sometimes at the mics. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it a struggle? I I should I'm Slotted I'm not going to sit here and make excuses or or anything like what it really comes down to is I I should just be going to do more mics and going and suffering and struggling through those like those tough fucking mics where it's, it's just, all just you time, and comedians. Though. It's it's such a time commitment. That uh Roma Room Slotted Co. Did you ever do that one? I did Roma Room once or twice. They had like a time slot. Uh -huh. See, the problem with these hosts is they know that every comic is the same because they're a comic. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to keep you sitting in the audience, especially if they want you there. You're going to be last every time, you right, know, like yeah. just to keep 
people in the room. <laughs> no, I'm, I won't lie to you. I haven't been working as hard as I know that I could be. And I, and I know it. And I'm like self-aware. And I'm like, watch myself do it. It's and hard work, though. It's fun work. It's like as fun as like working out or whatever, but it's not like there it is, is but a certain. It isn't. Maybe for a, like I know that I'm when I'm really indulged in it and I'm really involved with like my writing and 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 laying everything out and going to mics and trying it and recording myself and and going, what if I said it like this? What if I said it like that? And growing as a man and not just a comedian, because those two things go hand in hand. As you grow as a person, your act will grow Evolve. too. Just your speech patterns and everything, the way that you just being more present. Um, it's just, I just haven't been fucking doing it. I've been being, I've just been me too fucking off chasing yeah. pussy, doing Coke yes. and, oh. and I've been getting in my show. Like I, I did a show the other night that was like, you know, it was just as many people there as, as there is an open mic, but they weren't all comedians, but I did. Tr- I tried out a new joke that I wrote. It fucking crushed. And like, I know that when I, I just need to do more mics. I just need to do more mics. I can't sit there and make excuses. And I feel bad because there's so many people out there that are putting in the fucking work like hard as shit. They haven't got complacent. They're putting in the fucking work. They're working on new jobs. Are they getting rewarded for it? Not everyone. Yeah, right. There's definitely Such times that I feel like I get rewarded more than other people that are putting in more work than exactly. I am. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fair distribution. And it's not to say that I don't think that it's not to say that I don't think I deserve the opportunities that I've gotten because I also delivered on them. I am, I know that I'm good enough to have achieved some of the milestones in comedy in, in Austin that I have. It's just personally, I know I can fucking get better. And I know there's other people that maybe deserve those opportunities more because they're putting in the work more. That's kind of like an exciting feeling and a foreboding feeling at the same time, knowing that you can be better, but <laughs> the whatever it demands to get there. And right. yeah, those demands can sometimes yeah. be demanding. <laughs> um, and I mean, I said, I don't want to make too many excuses, but I have been going through like some ups and downs recently with my like car wreck that happened right around Shit. Thanksgiving or like, Dude, everyone's right before my birthday. How does that happen? A lot of people, yeah, it's weird. It's like in the air. Yeah. And then you know, it took a while to get a new car, and then I got that new car, and that one—it wasn't a new car. It was just like a a beater that somebody kind of gave me. And was like, hey, if this lasts X amount of time, then give me fifteen hundred dollars. Nice. If it doesn't last, then I'll take it back. That's a great deal. So it didn't last, but for so long, and now I'm like once again stuck with no wheels. Like I had to find a ride up here. I have to find a ride back down. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your first car? My first car ever. I inherited my grandfather's like 2006 Honda Civic, Honda Accord. Oh, that's a great car. It's a nice little ride. Yes. My next car after that was like. Was it new? Was it was it used? Was it like. It was used. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, but like well used. You know what I mean? Like it's like, was it like abused? No, not at all. Yeah, Yeah, good condition. It was not the. No. Nice. No, yeah. Yeah. Then the next car I got was like abused. It didn't have like fourth gear or fifth gear or some shit like. And then that one got rear-ended, luckily. And Did insurance pay for something? Right. So the insurance paid it off, paid for medical bills, which, of course, I didn't pay those. And I used (laughs) the money from the medical bills and the payoff for the total of the car to get uh, my first van so I could start trying to work towards, like, a van life. Oh, yeah. That didn't work out. Did you try it? I built the second van that I got. 
because the first one was like ended up being too much work i was never gonna be able to have the fun with it that i was you gotta just like it at rb i feel yeah yeah you know they're like 300 bucks a month they're less than rent do you want to get an rv together (laughs) maybe (laughs) kind of so i do have this idea of like uh this future with all these self-driving cars which is how cool would it be to be in a self-driving RV? Like, you know Tesla's going to make that. Go buy a semi-truck. Here's an idea that I had a million years ago, but somebody go do it and live my dream for me. Go buy a semi-truck and in the back box car, put a fucking house on that thing. Have that thing drive you all around. Yeah. Like, if I ever make a shitload of money again, I am going to buy a fucking tesla semi that can drive me around from city to city and just bring comics with me that'd be and dope do podcasts and hang out and meet whatever yeah because they're each city has their own comics <coughs> and they change all the time you know think it would so, be cheaper to just have like the motor coach bus that we could have like four or five people on and then I, pay I think a driver tesla, uh semis are priced pretty fair yeah i think they're like 75 grand yeah no way yeah i think it's There's about no this way. cost of an rv i have a laptop there's no way it's 75 grand. But yeah, dude, my uh, my car saga is a, oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of used cars. I've never had a new car. There's no way it's only 75 grand, dude. That's impossible, kid. It's less than 100. Oh, okay. Well, it's 150. So it's a little pricey, but you can find an RV that's like 90. You know, what's the premium on that? 60 grand? Whatever. I'm looking up. You've got a laptop right there. Yeah. That's like uh, you want to go RV how much, shopping how today? How much money can you make Ubering in a um, year? Do you think? I don't know. I've never driven Uber before. Probably like thirty grand. Yeah. Two years of Uber done. I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's but like it doesn't work yet. It doesn't work. Yet. I don't think it's that much more expensive than rent. Okay, so if you have a place that's two thousand a month, that's like thirty grand a year. Or whatever, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely 20 grand, right? So it's like 25. 24, 24 grand a year. Yeah. Um, and Plus so, utilities and stuff. So what is the cost so, of a semi in monthly payments? For 150, you know, maybe it'd be like 1,200 bucks a month. Yeah. I bet it'd be cheaper than a house. But they don't exist, and they can't drive themselves. So for now, it can't even happen. Right? Yeah, this is all just uh, theoretical. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. I think it'd be cool. And then you could chain them, right? So you could get like five people. Each one of them has their own semi, and you go in a chain because they have that ability. <laughs> a that's convoy. one of the a convoy. Yeah, that's what they you call can it. chain them together. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the. That's things one of the abilities. Gonna a convoy. Have. Yeah. Huh. So you have, and even then, maybe what you do is then you hire a pilot for those five ones and that's like a professional driver but like how many comics can you get in a chain like what if you try to get like a hundred comic chain long (laughs) driving across the country it'd still be fun to just pack together like a bunch of skateboarders and some fucking little van yeah yeah and just go and just like go around and try just hitch i mean we're we're in the mecca right now we don't have to do that yeah but when i was younger and I, i mean it would still be fun to do It'd be fun because, like, I'm not, I haven't fucking made it yet by any means, and I would still definitely just be like, "Hey guys, you want to just like four of us get in some shitty van? Every and city just drive is gonna around have like its the Midwest vibe." I went to visit my parents' house. I wanted to see if they had an open mic around there. Met a guy right. that I did mics with in Salt Lake City, and right. you know, like, and it was awesome and it was cool and it was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" I, you know, Ryan is his name. No, I do um, miss going. It, 
Dude, going places and crashing on people's couches and doing comedy is so fucking fun. So fucking fun, dude. Yeah? Such a fun experience. I don't think I've done that, but... you never done that? I know. No, yeah, from the looks of your uh, lifestyle, it doesn't look like anything you've ever had I'm, to do. I'm like a tech guy normally, uh, but... No, you have comedy. your shit together. You're a normal human being. I'm yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I'd say I had a bunch of extra shit dumped on me, and now some of it is together or whatever. But where um, I'm getting my shit slowly together, so I'm excited to find a place. Uh, hopefully, like I was saying, to live closer, closer to, downtown. to downtown. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, just keep talking to people. But um, we were talking about you, um, comedy and convoys and yeah comedy convoy so what would be that's what ideal? we'll call it that's what we'll comedy call the convoy. tour hell yeah comedy convoy oh, that's a fucking awesome tour i'm yeah. sure nobody's ever thought of that before it sounds super rich. it feels we need like tom segura to sponsor it we need yeah, oh, tim yeah. dylan to you know mm-hmm. just be a part of it or whatever pipe dream that you have <laughs> yeah now, i was yeah. just hoping we could get like gabriel and Bilal. let's get B- gabe <laughs> there yeah i don't know Bilal, but let's get gabe in there um keith ray just get a couple of those yeah. Yeah, get yeah. some good Austin comics and and just visit each city because everywhere is going to have its own unique vibe. Wise guys in Salt Lake City. Yeah, I'm sure we all have connections that we can figure out. 100%. I mean, the, the thing about that too is like sometimes you have to like invest in yourself and and take a risk and go. Hey, I'm gonna. I know that I'm gonna spend more money on gas and shit than I am gonna make doing comedy, but it's still like it's getting out there. It's getting around new people. It's getting in new environments, having new experiences because experiences is what this is all about. The more experiences you have, the better comedian you'll be, the more perspectives you'll have, the more observant you'll be, you know, then the more stories you'll have. Yeah. You're just sitting in the fucking, you know, Plato's cave, right? Plato. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard of that, but it sounds cool. Plato's cave. (laughs) Yeah. You're just sitting apparently. (laughs) But yeah, like actually play like filling your life with experience in, but also like doing the actual thing is pretty cool. Yeah. And living that life. I used to fucking, when I first started doing comedy, I had people all over the country on like, cause I have, I've just like added random people on Facebook and social media and shit. Cause so people are like, Hey, I'd love to see you do comedy. If you're ever in Toledo, let me know. You can crash here and I'll get you high or, you know, some there's whatever. So Uh, I started doing that. I started taking Greyhounds. The first one I took up to Boston to go meet my buddy Joey O'Neill. Goes by Irish O'Neill, who does a podcast called The Shit Talking Cunts. And I rode up there. I rode the Greyhound bus up there. He picked me up. The next morning we woke up and took acid and recorded a podcast. The next day I fucking left. The next morning I left. That's and then after that, even more people were like, hey, come here if you come here. So then I took Greyhounds out to Kentucky, two different places, Paducah, which is like Western. How North much is a Greyhound from like here to Salt Lake City, do you think? There actually can be more expensive than planes. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, like over 100? From here to Salt Lake? I mean, yeah. look it up. It's, yeah? it's, it's, uh. it's a... It's not cheap. And then the other thing, too, is from here to Salt Lake, that might be a two- or three-day ride. I know to to get one to go from, like, where I was living at in Virginia to go from, like, there to Seattle. This is why I want to get one of those Tesla semis. Now I'm, like, talking myself into it, actually. Okay, no more house. Move into a Tesla semi. 
what is the payment going to be? It's going to be like 1200 bucks a month, Where right? Where are you going to park it at? I don't know. Like, that's a problem. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you going to park that downtown? Yeah, where are you going to park is it? Is there a KOA downtown? You can I don't know. Down? I don't know. Yeah, the thing about Texas and Florida, too, is, and I'm sure there's other states, but those two states in particular, from what I've seen, is there's RV parks fucking everywhere. But everywhere. I guess it can go into an RV park. Yeah, you can take it to an RV park. Yeah, something like that. But just You're not, how that, big do you think the box car is? Because people make homes out of those cars. Have you ever seen the, that tiny home movement? I'm like kind of into it. At least. Oh, you're talking about like the shipping. The, yeah, the shipping containers. Yeah, shipping containers. Do you think that that's about the same size as a box car on a semi truck? Because if so, that's all you need. I mean, yeah, because they put those shipping containers on the back of semi trucks to fucking move them from the ship to other places. Okay, so instead of buying an RV. Or like a mobile home for 75 grand, just drive Uber for like an extra 20 hours a year and Man, make a payment on a semi. that motherfucker? I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be a problem that's too. That's the thing is when you're, in the middle, so and you're, when you're in the middle of the goddamn desert or some flatlands between here and Salt Lake. You have a big the, battery pack. You better have a big fucking battery. Well, I, I mean, I guess the thing too is they're going to be designing those things in such a way and building charging stations in such a way that is designed for long haul trucking. Yeah. So it, the yeah, the, infra- like the infrastructure by the time that comes out and you have the finances to do that, it should be more feasible as far as like But the I think everyone goes. can do it. Like how much is your rent if you don't mind me asking? Like or rent around here, maybe not your rent, but it's like 1100 bucks. I know people that are paying bucks. like $800. 800? That's pretty to good. to rent what I'm renting. Okay. And I pay significantly less i really I, I'm oh, okay really good well that's pretty fair right then but um, but still like if they're but like, for like a, to but, get into a 1200 month payment like that's very achievable for anyone through uber i feel man i don't know i don't know it depends on how are you gonna live in a semi and drive uber that's the other know. thing how yeah. are you gonna i don't have all these about? questions solved yeah what are you talking I'm, about this, we're in ideation phase <laughs> look i get it i want to live fantasy land too all right I don't think it is that fantasy land. I think, well, it depends on if you could get one for like 1200 bucks a month, that's rent. <laughs> and if you do all the work yourself to like build the house in there. Um, do you have the skills to build the house, Caleb? I know people that have the skills. I could get it built. Yeah, I could get it built. You're confident in that? Yeah. Yeah. I could get somebody to tell me what to do. You know, like my parents <laughs> are both like really handy. I know a little of that myself, actually. Um, well, yeah, from... Flipping house or having rental properties, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't do much of it anymore, but just growing up, like my parents were very into building and creating, and they were always just building stuff. Um, and so, like, I learned how to like. Oh, I, I wired a house once when I was like. I 15. support your Tesla truck dream. All right, I'm I, sorry to come over here and just shit all over your dream. No, no, uh, and, these are valid concerns, but I mean, it's a terrible how dream. Do you, how do you get water you in there? Do. Like, how do you take a shower? You know, exactly. These are valid and you look like a very clean, put together gentleman, like. I'm I'd sure like you enjoy your fucking shower time. I enjoy it. I that's that's the one thing that I was like. Maybe Tesla will build. Okay, now we're getting to real fantasy right, land. Go. Let's go into real fantasy land. Then talk about AI art. No. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. Tesla, you've been. What's up with you dude, and AI art? I'm so into it. I'm so into it. I'll, I could show you some of it. Um, I've been seeing that on your Instagram. The final thought on that is Tesla, please build us a a tiny home attachment for the semi truck because that seems like cheaper than a house like if you want to buy like a nice house out here three to four hundred thousand not crazy you know whatever Mm -hmm. uh you could get like a lesser house you know for like 150 to 300 
And so like there's options all the way down, you know? Yeah. Um, but with that, with a semi, I think you could do it for like 250 and that would be less than a house. That's just the idea. So AI art, I've been super into it. You just type in what you want to see and it makes it, it's crazy. You scare me, man. Your love for AI art and self automated Tesla trucks is fucking terrifying. Yeah. AI is scary as shit. You live in a dystopia in your fantasy lands. You understand that, right? I think it might be coming. I think that AI might be like a real thing that is like kind of dystopian, but maybe it's utopian. Whatever it is, it's going to change things up. I, well, have you seen much of it or i mean ai art's interesting it's an interesting concept but as a creative and an artist i have you played with it a little bit very little bit whatever the program is that i've seen you posting mid journey that one's look, looks pretty intricate yeah it scares me dude why why i don't know i just feel very ted kaczynski when i see these things you know what i mean i just want to go burrow down and up cabin somewhere in the middle of the woods it might be the right response i don't think it's a bad response yeah like technology is not going to stop until we merge you know seriously you that's said, what it was would you get a would you get a Neuralink? i had a nightmare the other day that i have now attributed to Neuralink, where like this ai robot got into people's heads and was like making them do all this crazy shit and i think Neuralink is terrifying but also, yes, I would get one. <laughs> you would get one? Yeah, if they did like a million and it was safe and they had like superpowers attached, you know, matrix level download. Whoosh, yeah, I'd get it. And I think they'll get there. And like, what, is it going to be 25 years? Is it going to be 100 years? Who can say? I still love and respect you. Um, but you fucking like, scare me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking scary. Well, you wouldn't get it? You wouldn't get it? No. Well, what if it like gave you... I won't even infinite i want to like, put a butt plug in my ass after the last time i'm not putting a fucking neural link in my head what are you talking yeah, about yeah uh, like how creepy is it that it has to go into your head that's it's creepy terrifying. as shit that's terrifying that's terrifying. but you would do it i mean if it with gave a self-driving you, truck yeah and and your house full of ai i do art. think that's how the ais will take over is like too many people got neural links but I'm going to be one of those guys. <laughs> you would just plug right into the matrix, wouldn't you? If they could prove it was safe on a million people and it had the capabilities that they claim it's going to be, which is like instant access yeah. to all information, you know, like you can calculate oh, anything. It's too much. It's going to make you schizophrenic. Probably. Yeah, it's, it's going to have some... It, I bet whatever you are when you get Neuralink is no longer human. You're some weird machine. I mean, you instantly become cyborg. like cyborg at that, at that moment. Yes, by definition, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like you merge with the machine. You're a cyborg now. Anyone who gets Neuralink is a cyborg. But You're an artist. You're a creator. You, you, you write comedy. You host a podcast. You... Yeah, that's why I want AI. No, but, but I, I was, ta- I was uh, referring back to AI art. Oh, How yeah. do you have... Oh. So I find it to be super satisfying to just be able to type in things because I can't do art. You know, like people, right. I, can, I could never do what that guy does. Like I literally do not know how to use those tools in that way. But um, using AI art, I can get something that's like an approximation of it. Is there, are know? they really like coming out as accurate? No, no. That's the thing is like you're, it's not like fully it's fully your taste. It's not fully your creation. So that's the difference is you're not and and if you want to get really particular and be like i want to change the color of the eyes good luck you kind of can and i think over time you will be able to do that more and more 
but as it is today, you only have like limited control over how you can. If you keep feeding that demon, it's going to get stronger. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, AI is going to get strong. The more that you keep feeding it. And I, I, I won't sit here and act like I've never fed images in the like Google Deep Dream or, or other little things like that turn me into. I didn't pay for that one that everyone would remember. Wombo? Dream? Yeah. Oh, Lenza also? What was the one that everybody was doing a couple weeks ago or a month ago with all like the anime characters? Lenza. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, but I've done like the Snapchat filter that turns you into a fucking anime character. You know what I mean? Like I've fed images of myself into Google Deep Dream. Um, so I, I, I won't sit and act like I'm totally innocent of the feeding the monster. to the but like, AI dude, yeah, machine. Don't feed the demon. I think it's it already good. knows everything. I think it already has been feeding for a long time now. <laughs> Like, you know, like the, they fed, uh, chat GPT, GT3, PTS, whatever it is, uh, all of the information that's ever been created, like the whole internet, every book, everything that they could find, they pumped it into that model. How long does that take? First I think of it all, took to, them like, to gather that information, know that that is all the information that you can gather at that oh, I'm sure. millisecond in yeah. time. Because the next millisecond that passes, there's going to be more information to gather. Totally. But but they're probably always feeding. How it. could you know? I mean, yeah. But how could you know that? Okay, we've okay, we've gathered all the information, and then how long does it take to input? They have a d- bunch of different. I don't understand it super well, but I have learned a little bit about it. And so they have like this base training phase, and then they have like a human training phase. And um, so there is a lot of human subjectivity and bias introduced into these models. How long do you think before, with the combination of like the robots that they're making, like the like the robot sex doll looking things, they're like the they're getting more realistic and AI is getting better. So how long do you think before Less than 10 years that AI consciousness and the a- and the robotic body reach a point that it's difficult to determine whether it's human or not? Oh, I think we're probably like further off with that with that but i think in less than 10 years everyone will have a robot in their house doing most of the work you know just the laundry the cleaning that kind of stuff you think so 100 percent. like if you could pay 50 or maybe even 500 dollars, like they could probably charge a lot uh per month for one of these devices and you could have it pick up groceries and you could have it do all of like the you know maintain the yard and have a perfect yard just a perfect yard you know, I'd say less than I 10 like years. I like cutting my grass. Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so there's... But then what you really like and what all people like is having the option, right? So if, the, if on that day you didn't want to, then the robot can do it. Are you trying to sell me on AI? Oh, yeah. You sound like a yeah. salesman right I am now, a total right? AI salesman. I'm terrified are of it. Fucking... I think it's the apocalypse and I want everyone to get it in their head. Are you the Illuminati right now? Are you, you're a CIA <laughs> agent that they oh, implanted cool. in my life That'd be cool. to try and... Yep. swayed me to yeah. the the side of ai to the ai hellscape in which you're trying to rain down upon my people and i yeah i work for the ai and i bruce scott wharton the second <laughs> of his name from virginia will <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah well maybe maybe um it's less gonna be less crazy than i think it will be um, but this AIR is like, you can already get, um, some pretty cool stuff. At least I like looking at it. If I can create something I like looking at, that's, you know, that's something. Yeah. Are you going to frame any of it? No, 
you know, it's all just like um, stuff. First of all, I'm just learning, right? So whatever I'm doing today is like the first steps of what's possible in five years as these tools evolve. Because the cool thing about all this AI is everything you build, you only have to build it once, then it runs forever, right? So you get this constant accrual and increasing of compound interest. It's like compound interest with mm -hmm. technology. With technology yeah. yeah. So it's pretty interesting. But I, I totally How do I know you're not a robot shit. right now? Honestly. I, I don't know. How would you know? What if you're a robot? Like you could be a robot. I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to do a Turing test on you. Yeah, that's what a robot Proof would say. That's that exactly what a robot would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, now you got me thinking. Prove to me that you're a sentient being. Uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, well, I don't know. Descartes, I think, therefore I am. You know, That's the best we got, I, I think, at this point. But are you in a virtual reality? Have you thought of that idea? Or, you know, uh, talk about that. It's a... That's a weird one, man. Because I I believe, I believe in the concept of like we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and that doesn't disprove simulation theory. The idea with that being that yeah. that this earthly experience is like the simulation, the the school, the whatever for that fucking celestial plane. That you know what I mean, like that. I think that science is limited. In, in my a lot head, to those, uh, those ideas don't contradict each other. Which ones? W what I just said as far as like simulation theory. Oh, yeah, and, and the having a spiritual like realm. A spiritual, yeah, totally. This being some sort of school for spiritual beings or something. This yep. is some kind of learning place or something or some kind of vacation place. Yeah. I don't fully and the great part is I don't know. Yeah, I'll never know. I'll never fully understand it. By the time I do fully understand it, I won't be. I probably won't be this like. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't think anyone knows. Some people say that. Yeah, yeah. There is a ton of strength in not knowing yeah. because at least you know you don't know. Right. You know, like though, not weakness. Um, but there's a problem with knowing or like thinking you know something that isn't true. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not sure. You want to talk like about you, consciousness if, and the afterlife and shit? What, that's fucking yeah. weird. What are, what are you into? What are your What are your topics? I'm. What have you been thinking about? I'm very like uh, one that uh, is interesting is the idea of like pre pre like predestined versus free will. I think that's a really interesting idea but once again though i don't think that they're contradicting ideas i've played fallout well, what did they? i've read i've read you know choose your own adventure books when you play fallout there's a million different ways to play it and there's only a, a select number of outcomes when the game ends based on the way that you play it yeah so i, I believe that life is like that too there's totally you you're always going to get to it's predestined in the sense that there's these select paths and choices and these are their destinations. But it's kind of like chicken and the egg. Did it happen because you chose them or did you chose them because of something? Whatever. I don't know. Like, but you were saying there's free will versus like predestiny. 
Right. And but there has to be some foreordination, some predestination in the fact that you're a seed that has a blueprint. So this seed becomes a banana, that seed becomes a human, still basically the same seed, but um I think you have the free will to pick your predestination. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. There's there's predetermined outcomes based on your free will. Why wouldn't everybody pick Kobe Bryant? fucking stupid man just dumbass people. <laughs> it's like what that was an option <laughs> yeah no i mean why wouldn't you why wouldn't you choose to be uh kobe bryant man yeah <laughs> or whatever anyone greta thurnberg <laughs> yeah i've never been like an andrew tate fan i really didn't even know who he was for until he got banned from all this shit i think the guy's a fucking douchebag from what i've seen do um, you really a yeah, lot of people seems, look up to him. A lot of kids, I guess. But he seems he also like a douchey, like, like, this is how you pick up girls. Like, I, I don't he, know. He reminds me of these Mormons this in is what Utah an alpha male is. that have all these um, MLMs, multi-level marketing. And right, I think yeah. that's actually a lot of how he made money is on that MLM. So he gets a bunch of kids to buy his course and then sell his course to more kids. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, he seems very douchey from what I've seen. I mean, even his, even his like tweet the other day at Greta Thornburg that was like, I have this car and that car and this like, car. Why are you and even talking to this. her? Like she yeah, wasn't. What the fu- yeah. Yeah. And why are you bragging? Like yeah. she was right. It was like small dick energy. Totally. Um, but I, it's just weird how everybody is like. Is all bragging small dick energy? I think I haven't put that much energy into like thinking about it or talking about it, other than like, oh, he's a douchebag, and move on to the next thing in life. Well, it's not like he's a you know what is he? I don't know. He's not like. um, I just see people like talking about it consistently. He's just some guy. He works out. Like he's cool. Like go sell your courses. I just keep people constantly talking about like, haha, he got busted for human trafficking or whatever. Like. And it is like, okay, did he got, really? like, what? I heard that. Yeah, on he H3 got busted podcast. For, well, because he fucking tweeted what he did at Greta Thornburg, and then she tweeted, and then he tweeted back a video, and there was a pizza box in his video that was like, this pizza company is only in Romania where he was hiding. And they were able to like track him down and arrest him based on his fucking tweet to her. Wait, he got arrested? Yeah, he got arrested for human trafficking yesterday. What? Yeah, yeah. That's like breaking news. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. But everybody's talking about it on social media like, oh, haha. And it's like, okay, it is like, whatever, haha, fuck him. But it's like. Well, did he actually do it? Because that would be crazy. Well, I mean, I guess that's to be determined. You're right. You're innocent until proven guilty. I mean, he's yeah, in Romania. Well, so I don't know if that I know necessarily that's... applies there. Yeah. Or socially or whatever. No, but, that's the other thing too is you once you get accused of a certain thing, it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. The court of public opinion will fucking damn you. Well, it just sticks in some way. It's just, it's, this is a weird example, but it's it's just, it's just weird seeing people obsess over stuff like that, like politicizing stuff like that. Like, oh, ha ha, this, you know, this, oh, the bad man. It's like, like he's bad because he got caught human trafficking. He's not a bad person because he's a fucking douchebag and owned cars and was like if that's true, a that's... womanizer or whatever. There's fucking whatever the reason was why people hated him or totally because he's right wing or whatever the thing is. It's just crazy and it goes both ways. Uh, there's the, is he even right wing? Like is he I, even I political? I think he got like lumped in with kind of that right wing crowd. I mean he he got he ended up he ended up getting censored. Yeah. I don't fucking know his full story. I didn't know who he was until 
they were like Andrew Tate banned from Insta social media, and I was like, okay, who is that? And then I kind of learned he's an MMA fighter, Andrew or Tate. right? Is he not? I don't know. Oh, just a fucking douchebag from what I've seen. Yeah. Well, uh, that's crazy though. He's arrested for human trafficking. Human I mean, if that turns out to be true, that would be the only thing that I ever knew that he did was bad. Like I agree, all the other right. stuff was just like, yeah, maybe that makes you a douchebag, but it doesn't make you bad. Right, right, right. Or like yeah. going to jail or whatever. Right. Just because like Mike, the situation from Jersey Shore is like a total douchebag, doesn't mean he's like a bad person, and that you just like inherently fucking hate him. But I have heard that before, so I wonder there must be some evidence if he got arrested, right? That's how it works. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, there has to be some sort of evidence, and it's not just hearsay. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, right? And yeah. well, and apparently he's also that. been like hiding from this warrant for a certain amount of time, so that doesn't really indicate any. That that's kind of like a, a mission of guilt. There's some scammers out there, like there are, and I don't know if he's one of them. Um, Logan Paul just got accused by Coffeezilla. I don't know if you know who either of those characters are, but they're in this game Logan we're all Paul. playing together. What's that? I know Logan Paul. Enjoy this nice CBD. Oh, hell yeah, this is great. Whatever this is, it's real good. Is this Delta Twelve? It's just regular weed. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I they got a new Delta every day. <laughs> bioengineered weed i guess it's fun it's the same you want to know what i think i feel about bioengineered weed like you feel about um, about AI. ai where it's like whatever it is i like it's does that mean we can make any weed could we make it do anything could we make it be like half weed half mushroom half adderall right. do you think we're gonna can get they genetically drugs? engineer it to make you schizophrenic or make you have multiple personalities or like yeah. you know what i mean just for a day just to try it out you know maybe they're cool <laughs> Well, no, I mean, but could, I'm just saying, could Big Brother be involved, man, and Humboldt, and they're, they're designing weed to give you mental illness, bro? Yeah, could be. Or maybe I just smoked too much fucking weed. Ah, uh, a beef You ever done a LSD? A little bit. I think of Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mushrooms? Uh, yeah, I like What's mushrooms. What's the biggest dose of mushrooms you've ever done? Uh, over three. <sighs> over three. So, yeah, enough for, like, the trees to... Oh, I was on nail to the floor for six hours. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You ever smoked DMT? Uh, I did. It didn't do that much. I couldn't, like... Yeah. The person I was with was making such a big deal about how expensive it was, I, like, couldn't get into it. Like, every time I was smoking it... Sounds like me. She was like... Well, I don't know. It was just, like, uh, a thing. But I thought I would, like, take it and, like, see a dream. Right. The thing about DMT is as far as like sharing it is you want to share it's it's like the most beautiful warm loving like it's the most amazing experience anyone could fucking have and you want when you have that experience you want to share it with everybody but it's very limited and it's very very quick and it's very rare it's hard to find you know what i mean it's pretty rare i i think you also get some of that in mushrooms so it's easier to it's actually easier to share cocaine than it is to share DMT. Yeah. And cocaine is like an, a, an addictive substance. It's your, I'm, I really are, hope that we get, and this is serious, uh, that we get designer drugs, that people figure out how to use AI and bio whatever engineering to create like the perfect mushroom or like the perfect you know, drug that has, cause I feel like if your physiology is a finite system, then you should be able to go in there and turn those knobs and gears chemically right. in all sorts of ways. Yeah. And as people get better and better at doing that, 
like anyway i'm very pro drug i just think we need like to research them you know like why are they putting fentanyl in weed that's crazy why are they putting fentanyl in anything we need better drug designers yeah product engineers thinking about this stuff well it's that's from <laughs> that's from people trying to get people addicted and people trying yeah, to stretch their their bag and make more money and shit make them anti-addictive like mushrooms are anti-addictive but i still do them right yeah do you think that's true that they're anti-addictive well you can uh, mushrooms aren't addicting in the sense that like anything can be habit forming anything can be habit forming and you can definitely get addicted to or maybe over romanticize psychedelic experiences to a point that you abuse them but it's not like it's not like cocaine or heroin opiates yeah to where you're reaching oh my god i ran out i ran out i I gotta go get more yeah yeah. how can i buy more yeah and you're doing it to the point that you're fucking supply chain Make right. sure you have enough inventory, right. all the right variety. You got to conserve in the case of weed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the drugs take a toll, and half that toll is just being aware of them, thinking about them, having them be a part of your life. You know, like the thing I think sober people like is just not thinking about any of that stuff, and then bragging about how sober they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is all bragging small dick energy? Because some of it is just like, hey, job well done. Like, but past a I job mean, yeah, well done is small is dick a, energy. It's like, we already said job well done. What more do you need? You small dick. Yeah, bragging is definitely like, a, yeah, it's, it's, you're looking for validation. And even, even, God, I hate even talking about this because I sound like I'm trying to be some like virtue signally. The great thing about the ego is, you can't you can only integrate it you can't you can have ego dissolutions and ego deaths but you can't kill it oh yeah like whatever you are bragging is definitely like an ego thing it's definitely like your ego trying to like get some validation or like Mm -hmm. make yourself look cool or whatever the thing is. Raise your status. But me saying that right now is an act of my ego trying to downplay it fucking self. So it's all very of itself. It's all very Zen. It's all. So so, yeah, that's why I didn't want to answer that question. (laughs) That's a hard question to answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's um, fucking paradox. But I think a lot of ego or of bragging is ego. Do you understand uh, what I mean, though? By me sitting here and being like, it's almost like I, by displaying a, an opinion. Because I'm not, I'm not going to say it's knowledge. I don't, I don't fucking know this. I can't confirm it. But by displaying like my opinion on that, that was almost it was bragging without announcing that I was bragging. Uh, well, you were showing that you've thought about something before, I guess, but is that bragging or is that know, just man. how it is <laughs> or whatever? Well, I don't really, quite, <laughs> like, I don't really quite get what you were saying. Yeah. We watched the podcast with Caleb and Scott. I think Scott <laughs> might be crazy. He's weird. They're both out of their mind. Uh, we're here for it. That's what we're here for. Two schizophrenic comics, smoke a weed. On there. Ever, I'm schizophrenic, whatever your thing is. You ever, Do you think all comics have a little fucked up anything or like, I mean, there's some that get offended. No, there's definitely, there's definitely comics that have their shit together. They were only abused. <laughs> 
<laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Like what makes somebody demand the spotlight? Isn't that just, you have to have a level of narcissism for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. 100%. yeah right. So something, something, there, 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 I mean, and this is just generally speaking, but there, there has to be some sort of experience or something that you went through that made you want attention that you weren't yeah, getting attention exactly. and you want it. Yeah. You weren't um, satisfied with the level of attention you got growing yeah. up, so now you're going to do it for a living. And you can sit there and be like, and I do, I do like making people laugh, but also like, I'm an only child. I was an only child and, I, and a child of divorce. So like, I got all the, I, I, I got all the attention I and, I, li- and I lived at grandma's much. house. I think you like, you stub your toe in third grade and you're like, yeah, that's all it took. Now they're a comic. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think. Personally speaking, I think the only child thing has a lot to do with the comedy and like that at least at least being okay with being in front of a crowd and having all the attention and not having a fear of public speaking. Or even having it and just doing it anyway because you still want it or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a different kind of mindset. But yeah, I mean also like making people laugh. There's a litany of things that I could do that would that would garner attention and and I could be in front of a fucking crowd. Yeah. I feel like I could be a preacher if I wanted to. If, well, if I went back and deleted all my content, Dude, you could. You're a Viking. Like people listen to you just because you're fucking tall and built. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing too. Is just naturally because I'm tall with the long hair. Yeah, when I get presence. on stage, I just like command a certain presence. level of a, of attention. there's a lot of things where I'm like, Oh, I was born to be a comedian or like these experiences that I went through in my life. Like, like, uh, okay. So shaped me into like being a comedian. Like it was kind of, what do you love about stand up in particular versus like other things that you might do creatively? Like obviously you do podcasting other stuff. Probably. I think it's what everybody likes about stand up. It's the instant gratification. It's the instant feedback of, of either they laughed or they didn't. Like you, you, when you're getting, you're either getting validated or you're not. Yeah. And when it happens, it's, it's quick. Also, I'm an addict and like, I like to get, dude, I, and I have a joke about this, about, you know, comedians will tell you comedy is the best high and as a retired crack smoker, but like comedy is the best high. Cause first of all, I get paid to do it. People give me money to do oh, it, first of all, instead of me of paying somebody else yes. to fucking do it. Yeah. So I don't have to pay anybody for this high. And then it, there's there's not like, a, I mean, there, there may be adverse psychological effects from, from being a comedian and having good sets if you let it happen, if you let it affect your ego. But like... Or, there's no, there's no. Oh, I fucking snorted so much. I did so much comedy. Like, I mean, I guess you could do so much comedy. Your throat hurts, but I've I've had times where I did so much coke that the back of my fucking throat was fucked up for two days. You know what I mean? Or like, smoking crack is not good for your health. You know what I mean? Like doing heroin, like doing heroin will fuck up your calcium levels and your teeth will fall out. Yeah, of Yeah, they're face. not Boy Scouts. You know, you know what like, I mean? like like it's like, a rotted group. There's there's no. As far as getting high, there's no, there's there's no side effects. There's no like bad side effects. It's all it's it's good attention, and it's finally getting. Oh yeah, good the attention. comedy high, the comedy high, the comedy high. Yeah, yeah and like then the it's it's high. hours. And I get off know... stage from a good if you know if I get off stage at midnight, and 
just crushed in front of 300 people at Vulcan, then like I'm yeah, I'm got that soaring until four o'clock in the morning. Oh, you got like probably a glow on you for a couple of days. Yeah, and yeah. with no and and when I have show days like that, I might smoke a little bit of weed, but I don't drink. Like I'm not partying. I'm not getting fucked up. I'm sober, so I'll, I'll be sober, have that set, and then just be zooming like a fucking coke addict for four hours straight, just like fully stimulated, ready to talk to everybody. That's and well, it's so stimulating. It like, is. Like try to be yeah. asleep on a stage, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no shit. Yeah. Your eyes are dilated or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. Like, I probably didn't even think about that because as as good as you get and as confident as I still you know feel every time I step out there, there's still always that little percentage of you that's like nervous or what if I fuck up? So there's well, just there's a, there's so there's because of that there's like that adrenaline you know it's like a survival yeah. instinct. So I've been thinking just actually I never think I've had this thought until just now, but uh, the, of foraging for feedback. So a lot of what you need in comedy is feedback, you know, like right. and you get that feedback instantly. instantly. So whatever you did was wrong unless you got the result you wanted, right? So like if the result isn't like at least smiles and then laughter then you know you did something wrong and you can analyze that and that feedback is valuable and you get the same thing through youtube and i think that like maybe entertainers in general but it's very valuable to be a feedback forger and always be looking for feedback uh-huh. because that is how you can you know improve a system or whatever more importantly being your own big, biggest critic getting everyone else's feedback and outside feedback is good and and you'll know when people laugh, but even the times that you make people laugh real hard, you will go back and watch and go, yeah. I can deliver that better. I can deliver that better. And yeah. it'll be that much funnier. If and you that's what we were that. saying in the beginning, the gap between um, what you like knowing you can do better and that that gap is demanding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the other reason that I pick comedy over other creative pursuits is because that's the one that i'm good at it's just the one that comes more naturally to me have you tried uh not that i wouldn't be interested like acting or voice acting or anything like that i would totally be interested in in any of those things but comedy would still be my number one priority i would totally do voice acting or or do acting i need to put something together so i can apply for shit like that yeah. So I don't have to go work a regular people. It's job. a very similar muscle in general. Like it's right. like going to the gym and working on like, you know, arms or legs or whatever. Right. Like yeah. It. No, those things will, yeah, they'll, they'll come hand in hand and like feed, feed each other. Yeah. It'll help your writing and everything. And then you'll have a better perspective on how to, Oh, I have this idea for a show. Well, I've been in, I've done these couple acting roles and I've seen it from that perspective and seen how, things kind of work on set and now I have a better idea of how to maneuver my own script, my own shooting locations or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. I'm fucking good at it. When I'm on my game, I'm good at it. Um, I'm, I think, I think I'm have the potential to be one of the best. Otherwise, like that's why I do it. Cause I feel like it's not a waste of time when I, I, I paint sometimes and they're nice and I keep them for myself but I'm not a fucking painter. Hard to make money as a painter. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, people aren't buying paintings. People, people's the best. Like, he's setting the standard, yeah. you know, like. And I love people, dude, making people laugh is the fucking, it's so fun. 
Yeah, I, I love laughing is my favorite thing. I don't I know if you've ever heard me laugh. laugh. I don't know if I want to do the work to make other people laugh. <laughs> Although I do like it when I come up with something in the moment and then I do like seeing it. And yeah. So are you not doing as much stand up? Are you focusing more on podcasts? I'm focusing on podcasting mostly. And my idea is let's do the, the hard thing is uh, they're all hard, actually. Right. There's no easy thing. Yeah. But the, the thing that is achievable and takes time and you can get like, you know, guaranteed results if you do it right, is building up a social media, building up an audience. Mm -hmm. And you have to find people that resonate with your stuff mm -hmm. and then they support you. And that's the only way to make it work, right? That's literally how it works. And so you have to be working really hard to produce something that's of value right. and genuine, indisputable value or whatever. And, and then people will be glad to support you or whatever. Like, do you ever buy stuff from people? Do you, do you have any YouTube people you watch or creators that you, uh, not really, you know, not anymore. Okay. I used to, well, it's, we were talking about in the beginning, how, um, when you listen to somebody a lot, they kind of get in your head, right? especially yeah. like their turns of phrase or whatever, uh -huh. like how they speak their mannerisms and mm. it can be not like a, even a bad thing like that's how things evolve and you know right yeah it's learning how to make it your own instead of fully adapting it yeah from you know what i mean it's like the way mimicking it. versus adapting right yeah 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 well dude this was freaking a fun discussion dude yeah what, it was what, great what do people need to know about it's very stimulating i, I feel was, high off this was... conversation the same way that you feel high off comedy yeah <laughs> There was a lot of good ideas. That was a lot of good ideas. But yeah, like I want to, I'll do comedy again. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun thing. I mean, you have I, a good eye for it. You, you, you could always book shows and stuff too and put shows together. That's what I hope to do next you year. You seem like if you support I get, a lot of comedians that you want to give comedians a platform. Yeah, I mean, most totally. of the people you've had on this podcast are comedians. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that's the group I'm most comfortable mm -hmm. with. You know comedians, you're comfortable with them. Yeah. So even if you weren't doing comedy, I could definitely see you as somebody who's putting together shows, putting together a comedy promotion, yeah. trying to take people out on the road. Yeah. Helping manage for people. Well, I, would, I don't think I'd probably get too far into the weeds there, but um, the ultimate thing would be not having to work for a stage, and so right, that, yeah, like that's kind of <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that, and if I can, then the other will come easily. Right, but yeah. you know, like it's all just such a pipe dream to even try. It's just fun to try, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fun to be in the mix. It's fun to be in the mix. Actually, it's not a pipe dream. You're in the mix. You're doing it. It's fun. Yeah, no. but yeah. What's your socials? Uh, uh, this is not underscore Scott on Instagram, and then comedian Scott Wharton on Facebook and YouTube. Awesome. I don't really use my Twitter. Oh yeah, but dude, this was like a very metaphysical, cerebral. I enjoyed experience. it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no. Me too. I enjoyed the conversation with you, even though I think you're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I might be fighting for AI. I might. It could be true. But uh, yeah, let's do it again. All right. Thanks, yeah. Scott. All right. Yep. See you guys.